everybody. Welcome to Football After Dark. Rebooted, I'll explain in a second. Today, I am joined by number one Chiefs fan, Matt Dustman. Hey! And if they commit another penalty, he will rip the rest the remainder of his facial hair out. Corey Clements. That's me. We, we got a three-piece today, and uh, we are completely... We are scheduling the show differently from here on out. The way we want to do it is split the show into smaller, less long-winded segments, and we're going to release multiple times a week now. Um, we're going to shoot for two or three, uh, you know, more or less depending on how active we want to be that week, if there's more to talk about, less to talk about, etc. And what we have going on here today, which we'll be doing every Sunday night, is immediate reactions to what happened on Sunday's games. <laughs> and then yeah. later in the week, we'll do like a preview looking ahead of the games that, uh, that upcoming Sunday. And, you know, we'll do our betting lines and all that stuff that we usually do. Yeah. And I'd like to fit in one more episode where we uh, talk about the big headlines throughout the week. Uh, stuff that we might not have covered in our immediate reactions. Maybe something that's happened, a big thing that happened in Monday Night Football. Like yeah. This week is Ravens Chiefs. It's supposed to be, you know, it's an AFC Championship preview game. A lot of people are saying there could be some interesting things to talk about there. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, like we'll play, we'll play that, that kind of stuff by ear as we go on. But we're definitely going to be, at the very least, expect more content from us, like more frequent content um, in shorter bits. Is kind of the idea we're going to be going for this season. And we'll see how it shakes out. Let us know how you like it. Make sure you know, tweet at us at FatPod. And uh, yeah, let us know. We're going to actually do some yeah, stuff we're gonna this do time. Some, we're going to do some more stuff on social media. We're going to be doing some different stuff. We might change some stuff with our uh, Patreon. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that as we get it all sorted out. But. Yeah, with the time we're going through a little bit of a reboot, a reshuffle here. We want to change things up a little bit. Yeah. This is going to be our first have, major test. We might not have uh, all four of us for every episode just because of our, you know, daily schedules and everything, but we're at least going to try to shoot for having uh, three of us per episode. Mm-hmm. Like tonight, we are without Kuiper. That's not part of the reboot. We're not rebooting to just remove Kuiper. <laughs> You know, he's 25% of our uh, group here. He's a integral part, so we want we definitely want to keep him involved yep. moving forward. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. He's our boy. Mm. So, All right. to kick things off, let's talk gonna, about... The Green Bay Packers, since they're on right now? <laughs> I was going to get to that in a little bit. Oh, okay. What do you got for the me? Game's, the game's almost over, so we're, we're going to jump to that once it's officially over. We first want to talk about, uh, I know it's only week three, but let's let's call the MVP race early. Has, has, has Russell Wilson, has Russ cooked his way to MVP already in week three? Uh, he's the front runner. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Aaron Rodgers right now because the Packers have now scored the most points in three weeks than they have in franchise history. It's... Uh... It's funny that you brought Aaron Rodgers up because me and Justin were just talking about that before uh, you got on. We were saying that even though Aaron Rodgers is like kind of playing out of his mind right now, that he's going to get overshadowed by the young studs and Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and 
he's not that young anymore, but Russell Wilson, you know, just he's going to get the Drew Brees treatment this year. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what it seems like. It, not not too possible. many people are mentioning it, but uh, it's Aaron Rodgers has been excellent this year, and uh, everything he's saying about it, he's been much more vocal in the media starting this year I, as well. He's talk, kind of talking about how he's kind of found like a new lease to life. He's having more fun than he's ever had playing football, and it shows. Yeah, he's, that's he's running around the field that, smiling. That's something that. Uh, Drew Brees brought up a couple years ago. He was ready to retire. It came out recently. He was ready to retire after 2016. Uh, he was ready to hang it up. And then they saw he saw the draft class that they got in that year, and he decided to give it a shot. And he just started having fun again. He just loved it. And uh, that's you know that's when the Saints started reemerging as one of the top teams in the NFC. Yeah, it seems like the Packers are on a similar path at this rate. I mean, like they they were excellent last year too. How much of this do you attribute to them drafting a quarterback in the first round? I think a little bit, but I don't think it's as much as people want to make it out to be. Um, as you could see it, like from the very beginning, that I don't think like Rodgers was probably pissed because he would rather them drafted a receiver or something, but it doesn't seem like he was like too shaken up about it. I think a lot of this does have to do with just like him finding fun in football again. His personality has changed on the field. Right. I saw him uh, on the field laughing with Trey Hendrickson earlier after Trey Hendrickson almost uh, got a quarterback hit on him that Aaron ended up throwing away. Yeah. Uh, it's just, he's just out there laughing and smiling, which is not something I'm used to seeing from a Green Bay team. Yeah, especially from Aaron Rodgers. Like, the last, like, four years, he's been, like, really, like, stern, really, like, quiet. See, it seems like that's completely changed, which I love. But, yeah, yeah I think, going all the way back to the original topic, I think, I think you know, Russell Wilson's an easy, the easy frontrunner for MVP right now. He hasn't gotten one. He probably needs one. How amazing yeah. he's been. And he just keeps it up today. He scored five touchdowns. Uh, Chris Collinsworth was talking about that last Sunday night football. Uh, he's Russell Wilson, in case you don't know, has never received a single MVP vote in his career. Uh, insane. By the way. Chris Collinsworth attributes that to being his fault because the year, I forget which year it was, but it was one of the years where Russell Wilson went on that second half of the season tear. Uh, and Chris Collinsworth was going to vote for him that year but he got his vote in late, so they kicked him out of the voting group. <laughs> Bruh. Oh, no. That's messed up, dude. Are the Saints going to get this onside kick, guys? No, it didn't go far enough. Oh, you were ahead of me. All right, never mind. <laughs> they tried to do the uh, the uh, cowboy kick. The, cow- but the cowboy watermelon kick? Yeah. Okay. Um. Can we take a second to appreciate all the little things Juju Smith-Schuster does really well? Yeah. Like the body right. control after the catch when he got the first down earlier today? Yeah, he is. Being able to extend to get the first down? Yes. It was kind of insane. He is just honestly like forming into a, an incredible receiver. Are, I'm worried that this... Uh, 
injury to Deontay Johnson might injure him a little bit. I don't know what uh, the injury on Deontay Johnson is right now. I'm sure we'll hear about it more throughout the week. But we've seen in the past how he can't really... He's not necessarily there as a pure number one target yet. He needs that second guy there to, you know, help take the load off. Yeah, he's he's he seems like he's still having a little bit of trouble with like contested catches and shit like that. Right. Probably a guy he's still not too comfortable throwing into double coverage against. I think just being there as like the energy and kind of the de facto leader on the team. I, we talked before how we don't think that. Ben Roethlisberger is a leader. He doesn't. Ben Roethlisberger is not even a captain on his own team right now. Yeah. So we don't know how much of a like you know real leader Ben Roethlisberger is right now. He's playing well, coming back from the injury. But, but I, I don't know if you figure, can. You know. Yeah, I don't know if you can say he's playing well. He just is playing well in comparison to the trash they had playing at quarterback for them last year. And Which, we know Roethlisberger has never been a good leader on that team. He's just been a player. Right. That's why the whole thing blew up a few years ago. And it, it would have been, it would have been much, I, I still stand by, it would have been a much, much worse if it not for Juju Smith-Schuster being on that team. He's really settled right. in as like the face of this team, the captain of the team, the grand motivator of it. His energy is infectious. He is, he's quite the teammate, and um, I'm excited to see him continue to grow. He seems to be slowly getting better and better. I agree Burrow with that. He's taking some hits this year. Oh, dude, dude, he got popped and taken out of the game for two plays earlier? Yep. So does Cincy think they can compete, so that's why they're playing him as much as possible to try to compete? They've been in three really close games this year, yeah. and do you think they have a chance? I mean, like, they've had a chance in every game they've played, actually. They've had a legitimate chance. And that's, Burrow's, that's gone down on a, Burrow's gone down on a quote-unquote game-winning drive three times, and he's failed three times. Yeah. And, I mean, I think a lot of that... I, I really, really am liking what I'm seeing from Joe Burrow. What has me concerned is how long he could stay stable even just this year with how absolutely terrible the rest of the Cincinnati Bengals are. I think, I think this is a Cincinnati team that's been kind of out punching their weight class. I think it's quite there yet, but the fact that they're hanging in with these teams, I think is attributed to the fact that how much they believe in this kid that you know is the wonder kid that's has the trifecta of the number one overall pick the national championship and the heisman winner i think they really believe in this kid and are playing better because of it i agree with you i just they need to i don't know they need to get a better offense until their offensive line gets better mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Burrow is going to get like clocked like at least once a game. T. Higgins looked really well today. Uh, I yeah. think I like I they have know. they have the offensive weapons. Higgins, yeah, Green, Boyd, like they yeah, they have they, weapons. They don't even use Mixon enough, and everyone always touts him as being one of the best running backs in the league. I think I think it's all going down with the offensive line. Like I said, he's been taking some big hits in these games. And he's just not getting the protection that he 
really needs. Yeah. Especially as a young quarterback trying to learn the offense and everything. He needs just that little bit extra time to make the reads in the pocket and everything. And it's it's uh it's a common problem you see with a lot of young like first round first overall picks. Um with these young, like young, really talented quarterbacks coming in. I mean, look at what's happening to Sam Darnold. It, it's it's similar, not as bad, right? Because I think so, since he has still has like uh, since well, he still has weapons, they still have like a, like an okay coaching staff. But everything's gone yeah. to shit. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's it's. I feel like it's a little hard to compare. I just just the Jets are a dumpster fire, and they've killed and it, they killed the confidence of a young man and left him to die. Since this is kind of a natural segue, who's going to get fired first, Adam Gase or Brady Quinn? Wait, Brady Dan Quinn, Brian, Dan Quinn, my bad. Dan Quinn, Brady Quinn's quarterback. Yeah, um, it depends on how many more times this fucking happens with the Falcons. My God, how yeah, does this keep happening? How does this no, keep no, happening? The fact that it's happened two times in a row is two times too many. The fact that it happened once, terrible. The fact that it happened back to back, worst ever. And we're talking about a guy that barely saved his job last year. I don't understand how it is now 11.38 p.m. on the East Coast and Dan Quinn still has a job. It's disgusting. Uh, can you imagine? That team has too much talent for him to just throw it away like that. And you know this is in the psyche. This is in the psyche of that entire team now. No lead's good enough for us. We're just going to choke it away. Can you imagine if this was the year after the Super Bowl? That they blew 28-3? to Oh my god! Could you imagine? Like, do you think honest, he would have been fired faster like, than if it was the year after? For sure. That? Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't think. Sure. I don't. I honestly, I think no matter what happens, I think Dan Quinn is gone after this year. I can't believe they're going to let him coach for an entire year. He should have been fired today at seven o'clock. <laughs> I just. As soon as the plane I, lands, I don't think they probably just don't feel like they have anybody to service in him. Yeah, they may just not have someone they feel like they want to serve as interim. They want to see if it, how it shakes out. I don't know how this Falcons organization has given Dan Quinn too many fucking shots already. He's completely just turmoiled and wasted talent over and over as again. Is a defensive-minded head coach, and they've had a bottom-half defense almost every year that he's been yeah. their coach. He's just like he soiled that team. He soiled. He has it. failed at every aspect. It is, it is really. This person really went tanking for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Who, the Falcons? No, no it was Eagles. Carson Wentz tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Oh, God, yeah, he might be. I don't know what happened with that either. I don't, like, Carson Wentz is just a shell of his former self. They, He's playing bad. Gave up in that overtime, like. Yeah. They, were, like, they, they like, literally gave up. Just try, take a deep shot down the field. Like, Do what's something. the worst that could happen? They drop it, they intercept it. There's no time lose? left. Yeah, like it's like they just wanted to lay down and take a tie. It's like, why? It's why would like you do an that? Absolute defeatist. That's an absolute defeatist attitude. That's why, like, I liked uh, uh, Burrow after the game. He's like, it felt like we lost. This shit sucked, dude. It's basically what he said. I was, you he know, is, he's he didn't a, say that shit sucked. He's a very humble kid. He is incredibly humble. You know, after every single game he's been talking about, like, yeah, I just need to improve. I need to, to buckle down. I need to get better. I need to get better for this team. He's just like, he's always talking about that. You know, he's been like electric. I think he's going to be, I hope he's able to take that big year two leap that Lamar Jackson had and that we'll be seeing a 
division battle between the Ravens and the Bengals for years to come. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, Could be good. I, I wouldn't mind NFC, seeing them being better, honestly. Speaking of the NFC North, do we believe the Browns can continue this offensive production? No. You're not a believer? No. Yes, they can if they continue to play the way they are, leaning into the run game and not asking Baker to do too much. In That's week exactly one, they... Right. In week one, they fell behind and just started passing the ball way more than they needed to. And now you're seeing in weeks two and three, yeah, they're against lesser teams. I get that. But, you know, getting a little bit of confidence. This is the first time this team's been above 500 in six years. So, like, now that they actually have a little bit of, hey, we can actually win a football game. And they continue to lean into their top-tier running backs. Like, Hunt and Chubb could both be Pro Bowl running backs. That's exactly what I was thinking. It looks like they were really trying to improve the run game this year. You know, they went out and got the right tackle from Tennessee. They got Austin Hooper, who's a decent blocking tight end. They drafted the left tackle. Uh, this is a team that's re- the offense has really reminded me of the 2017 Saints with Ingram Kamara as a one-two punch, just constantly body blows with the running game. I've called mm-hmm. Cleveland's schedule straight so far. I pulled up my spreadsheet, and I'm losing the Ravens, beating the Bengals, beating the Redskins. I have them losing to the Cowboys. I think wow. that's going to if, if Let's segue. I think that's going to be uh, half interesting if you go if we go into let's let's go back to Dallas, Seattle because we talked about like Russ, but like what about Dallas? Another uh, marquee moment for Dak that he faltered in, and he looked average again. He, he were times he showed like the Dak of last year and this year, where he plays really well, but when it mattered most, he threw another interception. He got sacked two times and threw an interception, and that is why he hasn't gotten the contract extension that most people say is deserved of him. Yeah, he's he's had this problem for a while now. We're at like. Like they had that like amazing season when he first like the first two years he was there, had a couple amazing seasons with playoff runs. But since like the the team's been average, like even like the weapons and the structure around Dallas is too good for them not to play like this. It's too good. There's I think too they, many great weapons. The defense is a little shaken up. The offensive line's too old, but it's still very manageable for for a quarterback that should be as good as Dak Prescott. Like it's you know it tries to make himself out to be, he should be fucking right. winning games. I think they kind of like Ceedee Lamb's been great for them this year, but I think they kind of screwed themselves when they drafted him just because. You know, their offense threw for 49,000 yards last year, or 4,900 4, yards last year. Did you really need another receiver? Like, yeah, you don't really need that other, like, your passing game's there. You should have, like, added another piece to the secondary or something like that. Or like, a lineman. Maybe, like, yeah, get your offensive lineman because your line's been beat up this year. They're just old. Like, that best offensive line in the NFL shit that's been running for so many years. Like, those peop- those guys are old now. Yeah. They're getting banged up. They're getting more hurt. Some of them are leaving. Like, you need to... It's time to make adjustments in that respect. The only way the CD Lamb works is the fact that it 
completely screwed over the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, <laughs> can you imagine the Eagles if they had CD? Like, this Eagles team could be three and zero right now if they had CD Lamb, just a reliable receiving target that CD Lamb could have been. Yeah, somebody just like somebody other than Zach Ertz who can catch balls, right? The Eagles situation is just really bad. It, and Carson Carson Wentz is like seeing ghosts. The the teams the teams once again beat up and torn. It just seems like dude, it just seems like they've fucking given up already. Yeah, we're, we're three weeks in, and it seems like like Carson Wentz is like playing like he doesn't give a shit anymore. The the defense is just like fucking wet noodling. I do not understand. I think it's a. I don't know if you mentioned this yet. I think it's part of it's a product of the offensive line again. Jason Peters went down in this game. They lost another offensive lineman. So like Wentz is fighting for his life, but he's also making really bad throws. Well, something that I've seen is their offensive line is graded out to be a really good passing offensive line, pass defense offensive line. It's Carson Wentz inability to make fast decisions or decisions that would benefit the team. He's making terrible decisions. He's holding on to the ball. He's waiting for these big passes that just aren't there. Yeah. And the receivers aren't going to get that kind of separation. Because there's mm-hmm. no receivers on that team. Mm-hmm. Let's shift over to uh, another MVP favorite. <laughs> nice meme. Josh Allen. <laughs> I think Who he has, tossed his way out of it today by uh, throwing that interception. He yeah. doesn't have that no interceptions on the year. Josh Allen was in the conversation for MVP when Dallas was ahead. And then Russ threw a fifth touchdown and won the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, like you just said, um, the fact that Josh Allen threw, threw that team back into the game and won He's also the reason why they had to do a fourth quarter comeback. Right. And I threw two I, bad interceptions. I'm going to get some flack for this, but that was one of, I'm not going to say the worst pass interference call I saw today because there were some others, <laughs> but that pass interference call in the end zone was so ticky tack. Like if that was pass interference, I think you can call pass interference on pretty much every play that's ever been ran. Yeah, I don't really know where the flag, how the flag got thrown on that one. They were oh. t- they were touching each other for the same amount of time. They let go at the same time. Yeah, I don't. I didn't mm-hmm. like it either. I gave them the game, I guess. So the Bills are undefeated. They're, they're, oh, I think it's, play the, I think they lose to the Patriots when they play them. Well, is that next week? I don't think it's next week. No, uh, they oh. play the Patriots. Let me look. They play the Patriots in Week Eight. Week eight, okay. I'd I'd be impressed if the Bills are uh, still undefeated by week eight. They'll be either seven and one or six and two because they've got the Raiders. They got the Raiders next. I think they'll beat the Raiders. Then they have the Titans. They could very much lose that game. They have the Chiefs. They will probably lose that game. And then they and then they go to New York and play the Jets, where they're they'll smother them again. So they can be. Four and three going into week. There's a realistic chance that they're four and three going into. I'd say five and two, probably. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Mm. Um, 
How about uh, Nick Mullins leading the league in passing yards today? <laughs> I mean, that's just. I, I, I don't know if that's like like good for Nick Mullins, cheeky by um um. Oh my God, by Kyle by Shanahan, like I can pass the ball with whoever I want, yeah, or, or like what the whole. To, to whoever he wants, apparently, because who do they? They had the rookie out there. He had a decent game. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Jarek McKinnon was looking okay. He wasn't. He was a much better pass catcher than he was running the ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had the ghosts of Jordan Reed's ankle out there. <laughs> Listen, Jarek McKinnon has literally been on the bench for three years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's had all the time in the world to figure some shit out. So he better show up for that team. Amazing, it's amazing that they've kept him on the payroll despite being hurt every single year since they've acquired him. I guess yeah. it goes to show the faith they have in his ability. Mm. When it mattered, he did pretty well today. He did. Oh, shit. So I think the thing with Steven Goskowski is he's not <laughs> going to kick you any more field goals than what you need. Yeah, that's what it seems like. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you need. Whatever he'll need, you need, he'll get you. If you need anything more than that, it's just no. He's <laughs> not one for excess. <laughs> that's why he's known as the most. Cl- that's why he used to be known as one of the most clutch kickers in the league because he only hits it when he has to. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. Cotton. He misses five in week one. In week two, he hits the game winner. This week, he hits five or six in a row. Six, six, yeah. Wow, that's. I'm I'm happy for him. I was worried about that week one performance when he had the four missed kicks because he was not even on that team for a week. Like, I don't think he was really like situated with the locker room that that much. He was on the sideline like by himself. Nobody was talking to him. I don't know if he didn't want anybody talking to him, but there was like nobody over there like being like, all right, you're going to kick. You'll get the next one. There's nobody over there comforting him and like, you know, Mm -hmm. being a good teammate. But then he just comes in at the end and wins in the game and happy for him. Yeah. It seems like I don't, especially after today, I, I think they'll like come around. Kickers' lives ruined. No, it's sad. Like, I can't imagine a kicker's job, bro. Like so much rides on you. It's gotta be like seventy percent mental, just like yeah. real talk. I mean like it's all about body control. Like just being able to get the same motion down every time. So yeah, and it's sometimes it's not even your fault because the holder fucked it up. Right. My God, they'll still blame you though. It gives me chills. Um, what did we we think of the Las Vegas New England game today? The Rex Burchard game. I was just gonna transfer into that because um. I, I mentioned this in my notes and I told you guys in chat, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are now both two and one this year with plus 21 point differential. <laughs> it's almost uh, like, it's almost like they're both amazing and together yeah. it's a 10 year dynasty and apart it's two good football teams. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Weird, I mean, like, huh? We talked about, we, I mean, we talk about this all the time. What is Bill Belichick? When he game plans for his defense, he does the thing where he'll find one of your best players and take him out of the game. What did the New England Patriot defense do this week? They held Darren Waller to two catches for nine yards. 
out yep. of his textbook, Belichick saw Waller and was like, nah, you got to beat us with someone else. And when they couldn't get Waller open, Renfro had a good touchdown catch, but like nobody else could get consistently open. And by a byproduct of that, it shut the running game down a little bit. And Josh Jacobs looked human this week. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 classic Belichick. Yeah, that that's what this week was. It was very classic Belichick. It looked like Burkhead was sick of saying that Cam Newton was the entire offense. Yeah, he's like my so turn to make a Superman into the end zone twice. Yeah. <laughs> my turn he to did Superman. his best Cam impression. Cam's not our whole. Cam's not our whole offense. Let me give you my Cam Newton impression. <laughs> This is, this is pretty close, man. Julian Edelman is getting a workout this year. <laughs> like, holy shit, targets him a bunch. That, that, I don't know how much that little old man can take it. <laughs> well, as much as it takes, I guess. If anything, it's padding his stats to make him look better for the Hall of Fame if he ever gets a chance to get voted in. I don't know. Uh, oh. What do we think about... Um, okay, so the Colts' defense is number one in the NFL right now. But again, they played the Jets today. Right. What, what, what are we? How good is this defense actually? I'd say probably top five still, but I don't know exactly where in it. I think it's too early to call. Usually, too early right. to call that kind they, of they shit. Played, they've played Jacksonville, the Jets, and oh gosh, I forget who they played in Week One. It was no, they played well, the Titans in Week One, right? Yeah, well, it was Jacksonville Week One. Oh, it was Jacksonville Week One. Who did they play last oh, week? The Vikings. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, all right. So they've played two ass teams. <laughs> Listen, they don't, they don't play. They don't play a truly like amazing electric offense until week nine, and they play the Ravens. Then they come into a stretch because then they have to play. They starting week nine. They have to play the Ravens, Titans, Packers, Titans again, and Texans. Like that entire stretch is going to be really rough for them. I think. Right. Because I think like you'll you'll get into like close game scenarios there, and then Philip Rivers will turn the ball over. Yeah, um, I I don't I'm not really ready to concede top five right now. I don't know who I would even give as my top five, but I would definitely say just thinking about it, they're definitely in the top ten. Yeah, right. they've been, and it, it, it's a really good showing. It's still even even though you're playing a bad team, to shut them down like that is still really good. They finally like. I mean, I mean, Darnold's dead, dead in the water. Again, I think we already mentioned it once in his post-game press conference. He was like, "I'm not playing consistent enough for this league." And when you say stuff like that to the press, you're done. You're done. His career. I don't know if his career is over, but Adam Gase killed a man today. Uh huh. He's been slowly killing him. He poisoned him when he fucking got on the football team. Yeah. Since slowly killing him. Adam Gase is a cancer. Needs to get removed from the Jets and they need to start over. Yep. I My God, 100% agree. I hope... I don't know if Darnold can come back from this mentally, but hopefully he at least makes a good backup somewhere. Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that he'll stay in the league, just where he goes. You know, maybe maybe good old Billy Belichick will take a bit. <laughs> huh. I got Cam signed for he a does, year. He does. Uh, he does really well scouting his own division. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, Houston blew another lead. Oh, yeah. Today. Oh, not just, like, blew another lead. They just blew. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, they got blown out. Um, yeah. Well, I guess in week one, they blew a 7 nothing lead, and then they got blown <laughs> out last week. I yeah. just is it talk. Okay, so it's a good. It's a really good. It's still a good like segue because we talked about Adam Gase killing a man. Bob, Bill O'Brien is good old Bobby Bob O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> Mister Bob himself. He is out here killing Deshaun Watson. Watson got sacked five more times today. Um, so whatever he was doing at the beginning of the season to throw the ball quicker or get rid of the ball faster didn't work. They they had some success early on in the game, and then in the second half of the game today, uh, they had 51 yards of total offense in the second half. That's it. The Steelers adjusted. The Mike Tomlin coached himself a hell of a game. They made halftime adjustments, and Bill O'Brien doesn't know how to adjust his own hat. <laughs> yeah, it's really like, bad. Now everyone's pointing to the fact, oh, we're 0-3. You know, like uh, a few years ago, we started 0-3 and, and then made it to the playoffs. That was an absolute outlier. I think listening to Adam Lefko early on in the week, he was talking about like 1-2 and two versus 0-3 and whatnot. On average, or like in the history of the NFL, if you start 0-3, your chances, the chances that you make the playoffs drop down to like, I know it's less than 10%. I think it's like less than 5%. You have a less than 5% chance to make the playoffs. To counter your po- to counter okay. that point, mm-hmm. the last team to start 0-3 and, and make the playoffs was the Houston Texans. <laughs> well, that's again, yeah. They did it once, but like... I think... I, I, I don't know, I think, man. I don't know, because you have the Colts playing really well in your division. I, I wouldn't say really well, but their defense is playing really well. And you have uh, Tennessee Titans are looking pretty good in your division too. So it's gonna you got a steep hill to climb at starting zero and three. If I'm Steve Bieniemy, I'm looking at Houston. I'm looking at the Houston Texans, and I'm drooling right now, hoping that they give you a call after the season because you just look at all those offensive weapons on that team. And that is that's everything that everyone's talking about online. Like the enemy looks at Deshaun Watson and is like, Ooh, I can't wait for this next year. And I don't I think he I think he's gonna have his I hope that he has his choice between the Texans and Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I'm over I'm over Marone now too. And yeah, it, it, it's long overdue for him as well. I think last year's probably should have been the last year for him. Yeah, because like now you're basically... I mean, like the Jaguars are clearly just like in a rebuild phase this year. Mm-hmm. I hope, Nothing. I hope Gardner Minshew plays well enough to keep his job. Other than, otherwise, you know... He's been mostly how, playing yeah. fine. He hasn't been bad. The, the Thursday night game... I don't, we didn't talk about it yet. Thursday night game was kind of just a crapshoot. Thursday night games are always a crapshoot. You always have the one team that's tired and beat up. And that was, you could tell that was Jacksonville last week. Yeah. 
they just didn't know how to handle the short week. It's even shorter now because of COVID restrictions. Yep. You don't have the time to practice. You don't have the time with the team. It's just Thursday night games, I think, are going to be a shit show this year. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, kind of, to come out and say this thing that I know is going to be controversial, and I don't know if you're going to agree with me, but it needs to be said. Okay. My hot take of the 2020 NFL season, the Panthers are a better are a better football team when Christian McCaffrey doesn't play for them. Damn. I don't know if I've seen enough yet to agree with that. Because this is a new system. We only see one game with Christian McCaffrey, one and a half games with Christian McCaffrey. I I want to see more with him, with this new system and this new coach and everything, maybe get more of a repertoire with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't, I feel I, like I appreciate the hot take, but I don't, I'm not buying into it yet. I, I just, at the very least, this has to teach them that they can spread the ball around a little bit. I feel like even when McCaffrey comes back, they cannot it have to be the McCaffrey show. They, they, he cannot continue to be 60% of the offense touches. Right. It, it's not, it, it didn't work for them last year. They lost six in a row to end the season or seven in a row to end the season. Cause they lost two. They were about to lose 10 in a row. So they lost like seven or eight to end the year last year. They lost their first two games this year, all because they've been forcing the ball to McCaffrey. Cause he's open, can do this, can do that. Caffrey's great generational talent arguable one of the best running backs in the NFL. But if you're only going to give him the ball, Robbie Anderson is emerging. DJ Moore is emerging. You saw some of the backup running backs. Mark Davis played well. Like They have other people on this team that can do stuff, and they shouldn't pigeonhole themselves into one person. They spread the ball around today, and what happens? They get their first win. I think they should really look into trying to get a one two punch like these other like these other teams are doing like uh Colts are doing the Saints did the Browns are doing because you just see how much more explosive that these guys can be when they're not winded by you know the second quarter because they're taking every snap mhm i it's something they should look into or or just do because right. if they continue to force McCaffrey the ball in 60% of all their plays, they're not going to win another game. Nope. And that, that's my hot take of, of the day. You're, you're welcome. That was hot. So where do we think... Oh, go ahead, Corey. Where do we think uh, the... Earth, where's the way too early? Where's Trevor Lawrence going pick at? Oh, dude, it's got to be... One of the two New York teams. I don't know which one, but one of them. Okay, my Daniel hot take. Jones, Daniel Jones is dead. Sam Darnold's dead. I don't know. Oh, is your hot take the Vikings? Nope. Okay. I was thinking about them earlier, but I don't think they're gonna do bad enough to be able to get them. Yeah, they'll they'll finish out like eight and eight or whatever. Yeah, even right. six and ten is probably. Too good to get him. Who's your uh, take? Chicago. They're three and zero. 
They could go. They could go thirteen or zero and thirteen. <laughs> uh, if one, if, if or and listen, if one of these teams that don't need a quarterback, like maybe if Gettleman's still there, they're not. They're still going to buy into Daniel Jones for another year. They'll use the or Saquon Barkley or offensive cornerstone was hurt all this year uh give me what he gets one more year with daniel jones they trade back to chicago and chicago takes trevor lawrence i don't know man uh, chicago seems to me they're all ready for big dick nick to take over <laughs> i can't believe he was benched after or mitch was benched after one interception today well he was i know after he made one of the best tackles i've ever seen a quarterback make <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wasn't he hurt though? I thought he, like, my hurt thing. No, no, you didn't it, hurt. Was a, it was just a coach decision. It was a coach bench. My oh. thing. This just goes to show how much confidence the coaching staff actually had in Mitch Trubisky to start the year. They were like, he's such a much better leader, better um, understanding of the offense. Mitchell Trubisky is our starter, and we stand behind him. Game three, you're two and zero. Oh. So if you lose, you go to two and one. But you're two and zero. Oh, you're not having the worst start to your season ever. Throw an interception, big dick Nick, get in there. It looks like they were just looking for a reason to get rid of Mitch. I'm saying they were looking for anything they could to bench him. And I'm sure if they actually have that mindset, I'm sure they're looking at Trevor Lawrence and Clemson this year and just salivating. They would have to trade so much to get him, especially now that they're three and zero. I feel like the Bears bared themselves out of that pick. But I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Maybe the Giants stay with um, Daniel Jones or whatnot. But I don't know, man. The, the Jets, if the Jets get that first pick, they 100 percent take Trevor Lawrence, and then and then Adam Gase will ruin that quarterback too. Now, Adam Gase is not with this team at the end of the year. No way. Uh, we I cannot believe. Him. I just uh, we mentioned the Vikings for a split second. Can we? Justin Jefferson had himself a game, bro. One hundred and seventy-five yards receiving. Yeah, I don't. I don't know a rookie that's ever had that much yards. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I mean, like he went off, had such a good game, and the Vikings still lost. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's their. They have a they have a completely torn apart defense. Their their secondary shit, and like their offensive game plan is so fucking stale. Like I it's just, enough you know, to get you yards and get you some points, but it's not dynamic enough to like close out games. Because they got rid of Diggs, they yeah. thought they didn't need him, and no. now look at Diggs playing on the three and Buffalo Bills. Like, huh. Kirk Cousins. All right, we need to like, we need to, we need to like take some time and amend the Fad Pod Kirk Cousins conundrum. We need to like, because it, it used to be like he didn't play well in primetime games on a certain night of the week when the when the sun is in its third position. But like, <laughs> I think we need to just like throw that all out the window now that Minnesota's zero and three, and maybe just maybe just maybe uh. Kirk Cousins isn't that good. No. Never has been. Oh, man, it makes me... Okay, so it's the astronaut meme. What yeah. you, Kirk Cousins is never... Kirk Cousins isn't good. He never was good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. 
I'm, I'm, it's where I've been. Like, I also, you know, I have a specific distaste for the uh, Vikings. It's <laughs> fair, it's fair, it's fair. What are you going to do with the Vikings under with Trevor Lawrence, Justin? <laughs> gonna have to they look do at this. his big dumb face two games a year. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't know, man. I, I the Vikings could make a gamble for it. I don't I don't know if they finish. I I would have bought into it if they didn't just extend Kirk Cousins this off season. Right, that's the thing. Like they 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 still want to ride on him. It's because Kirk right. Cousins it's, does it's, just good enough to not lose his job. Right. Yeah. He, oh, he said Kirk Cousins is the Matt Patricia of quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's, let's uh, shift that. Let's uh, segue. Matt Patricia keeps his job for another year because he beats the Cardinals today. <laughs> he uh, amended what he did wrong last year by tying with them. Like, yeah, I died. By the way, I had this. I had this said here that they were going to beat the Cardinals this week in my predictions. Uh-huh. The Lions love beating a good team every once in a while. They're basically, uh, they're almost like a Dave, they're like a Goliath killer at times. They uh, can beat the Patriots and really good teams, but then they just like are so bad all the rest of the time. I had. Detroit going 0-2 into this game until they beat Cardinals Week 3. Yeah, see? See? So, yep. Textbook, um, it's textbook Lions. I, uh, that rookie Jeff Okuda looked really well, good today. <laughs> he looked really good today. <laughs> no, um, like, this was the first game, this was, like, the Lions, this was their first game back with Kenny Galladay, so their offense was firing on all cylinders. I don't know how much of a difference that made. Galladay did catch a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, like, we'll see, like, moving forward what that means, but, you know, yeah. that game was enough to knock Kyler out of the early MVP talks. Um, Let's think of it. He had a bad interception. Kyler had... Now, the little doopsy dough that Kyler had to get the rushing touchdown... Mm, chef's no. kiss. But like his interception was not good. He's he's too quick. He's gonna win that nine out of ten times. If you only have one person at the edge right there, he's gonna win every time. Yeah, he's just too fast. That's what it seems like. He's got that like baseball quickness that you don't expect. Like that shooter obviously because he was a baseball player as well. He's yeah. he's got the thing in common with Russ and Mahomes. Where he's got like twitch. this Yeah, he's got that fast twitch or burst as if like you're like going to steal a base or something like that. And when he hits it on you, you're never ready for it. God damn. Yeah. Well, boys, I think that that's about does it for us. I think we've covered all our bases. These are all the hot takes we have, I guess. Right. Uh, something I want to keep, I want to do starting from now on. Uh, give us your best tweets throughout the day, and we'll read them at the end of the episode from the Ooh. football Every Sunday, use the tag FadPod uh, takes. Also, add us when you're at it. Add, add FadPod, and we'll uh, we'll pick our favorite ones and read them at the end of the episode. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm like down that. with that. I we need to get some FadPod takes in, guys. Let's do this shit. Hell yeah. yeah. 
we're really going to make an actual push this time to be more active on social media. I like it. Yeah, we're going to do something with it. Cool. Also, don't forget right. uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash FEDPOD. Give us some money so we can keep the juices flowing. And um, sorry for no week two episode. I don't think we've missed an actual football week in the three years we've been doing this, but... We had, you know. a, we had a few things going on. We were trying to figure out how we wanted to reboot the thing. Uh, Justin was moving. He was getting situated this week. Yeah, I, I was... Just, uh, yeah, I was out of north. town, dog sitting. It was just not a bad. It was just a bad week for us to get together. Uh, but moving forward, we're gonna put out multiple episodes a week. They're not gonna be as long. Each episode's not gonna be as long, but we're gonna try to get out more content in total. Yeah, I think I think this, these these smaller, briefer bursts bits of content. I think are gonna keep us energized, keep us yep. going. You do a marathon instead of a. You know, a, a two-hour dead sprint. Right. I like it. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you. Uh, we're going to try to get one up midweek this week. Yeah, definitely. Maybe preferably before the Thursday game, so yeah. we'll see what we can do. Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. I guess that would be midweek, wouldn't we? Wednesday night. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yep. All right, boys. Talk to you later. Talk to you guys later. Bye. I love you. Piper doesn't...